Hey everybody, welcome back to The Collective. We have another fantastic show for you planned out today. Very excited. We have Saya back on. It's been a while. Thankfully, you're here. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yes. Thank you for having uh, me back. Absolutely. And it's Monday, so we got the Days of Lavoie, which is always good to see you, Seb. (laughs) And uh, very excited. So while I am excited, y'all should be excited too. Like the show, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell, do all that good stuff so you get your emails in the morning whenever we go live, which of course... It's every day. Now, if you have any thoughts, questions, or comments, by all means, put them up in the comments section, and we will hit them uh, throughout the show, just kind of like this right here. Chris K., happy Monday, team. Looking mm-hmm. forward to the days of Lavoie. Winter storm. Good morning, everyone. Watching from work. Shh. Everyone be quiet. <laughs> sure, work. Maybe, maybe your, everybody at your work should be watching. I'm just saying. Um, but today and this week, so we're going to be going into the suck, embracing the suck. What is the suck and all that good stuff this week because it bears some development i believe and right off the bat i'm going to engage what that means what does it mean to embrace the suck well from the definitions and stuff that i've been able to get to it means and we've said this a lot but it means to accept and work towards changing a situation that is difficult tiring um and any any number of other adjectives that could explain something not being very fun or could be difficult could be anything but the first question, the first thing I wanted to go into is more along the lines of when does the suck become negative? When does it become caustic? When does it become too much or maybe not too much is the, not the right word, but it becomes almost counterproductive. It's counterproductive. Yeah. Seb, you want to start us off? What do you think? Well, I can. <clears throat> so I'd like to look at it a bit differently. So the, def- the definition you used said something about, um, you know, embracing the situation and try to change it so that mm-hmm. it, no lo- it no longer sucks. So I embrace the suck differently. I embrace the suck and I live the suck and I do not want to be out of it until it is done and I have accomplished or done whatever it is that I'd set myself to do. And the reason why that is, is because it's too easy to be in and out of suck really quickly and not get any, not reap any benefits from that. But if you are in the suck long enough to appreciate each moment within that suck, even if it's hard, even if it's difficult, you understand that every moment that you spend in there makes you stronger, better, faster, and more resilient, then you don't want to get out of it so quickly. But you also don't want it to be around forever. So for me, I have a very different view of this. I force myself, and this is not natural. It's not, it's, it's not intuitive. It's counterintuitive. Right away, I want to be out like anybody else. But I speak, I you know talk myself into taking a moment to realize that I have now an opportunity to feel the suck and therefore I will feel better when I'm out of it if that makes any sense it's almost like if you're going to do two hours of burpees unbroken as fast as you possibly can next time that somebody prescribes 50 burpees for three rounds on your workout you'll be like you know because I've self-imposed and I've embraced the suck before and what you are proposing is not a deal breaker for me. It's actually very far away from what I normally do. So I suppose if we were to look at it from my lens or this lens, and when does this become negative? Well, obviously, if I'm trying to 
um, spearhead situations or if I'm trying to derail situations so that I bring the suck into my life, especially in, in a context of adversity. So say, for example, if I was like this in relationship and I wanted, you know, the relationship to be tested daily so that I could, you know, realize, I mean, it would, it, it could foreseeably turn negative. If I, if I, um, you know, embrace the suck to the point where I'm now causing all kinds of injuries to myself, which there, there, there's a lot of people out there that have accomplished great things in the, in the physical department and the mental emotional department by having the ability to do certain things that are considered extremely difficult, sometimes even crazy by the standards of others. And they are, you know, if you're on your ninth heart surgery, you probably, it's probably turning into something that isn't nearly as positive. And I would be looking at the underlying causes as to why <clears throat> you're seeking such extreme levels yeah. of, of emotions or feelings, right? And so without getting all philosophical, this is where to me, the line needs to be drawn. And so a lot of the times, the people that are embracing the suck are doing it regularly in, a, in, in everything they take on. And people that don't will try to avoid pain as much as they possibly can. So it's to bridge that gap and have, you know, room somewhere in the middle. Absolutely. Saya, what are your initial thoughts on it? No, totally. I, I completely agree with what Sab is saying. Um, it's uh, you, you got to find that fine line um, that, you know, when you're taking away from either yourself or from um, like, I'll give you an example. Um, if you have a family member that's uh, going through a medical condition and you put all of yourself into that person um, and you forget you, you forget everybody else around you, you forget work, you forget um, fitness, you forget everything else um, and then put 100% of yourself, which I agree you're supposed to do because it's a family member and you're supposed to be there for them, but you can't forget yourself. Like, yeah, em embrace the suck, but at the same time, put a limit to that suck so you know you're not passing it at a point where it's going to deteriorate yourself so you can't take care of anybody else so I absolutely agree there has to be that um fine it's a and it's going to be a hard line to find for sure but you have to find that one place for yourself where um okay is this going to make me less of a human being like a um, if, if every day going to these appointments, let's say if it's a family member, again, that's got an issue, if you're sitting by their bedside, is it going to help you? No, maybe when you, when that person's sleeping, like go for a walk, go for, um, go, go to the gym, uh, go for a coffee with a friend, just so you can kind of get yourself back together again. That's again, just an example, but, um, for sure, like you have to find that limit. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Sean? What are your initial thoughts? Well, I'm glad that uh, um, Seb and Sai came across with those things because it, it gave me enough time to think about it a little bit deeper to framework out my thoughts. And so uh, Embrace the Suck, I think what we all have to think about is uh, to what level, how wide, and internal or external. And so Sai had just said, you know, um, uh, maybe a family member in the hospital or a friend in the hospital or someone who is we'll call it arm's distance from yourself. So um, now you're externalizing the suck. Now you're thinking about how best to help that person who's in the suck. It's external to you. Well, there's suck inside of us as well. I mean, like internal suck. You've got to understand that not all suck is arm's distance. It, we have a lot of suck inside of us as well, which by the way, is the heavier workload as far as I'm concerned. 
versus embracing the suck on someone else's behalf. And I would also suggest that the internal suck that we all have to work on is more difficult work, but richer work than the external suck that we will engage with just in in a solo journey as a physical specimen. And so uh, I guess there's internal and external. Then there's to what Seb uh, opened us off with, which then made me think about, uh, I, I'm very much like Seb. I like the suck, man. I like embracing the suck. And, and I find that uh, there's, there's barely a moment in my life when I'm not like seeking it, but seeking it in levels or layers or intensities or the probabilities, low probability, high probability of this thing getting worse or better or whatever. It's, it's a variability of suck in my life. Like I don't seek 100% suck 100% of my time till the day I die. I, I dig suck because I understand the importance of it. I understand the power of it. I understand the growth that comes out of it. I understand how it can encourage others to normalize suck for themselves where they think it's, it's, they can't face it. But if they see me face it, then maybe they're inspired to face it themselves. There's so many things to suck that we could talk about, but to get back to what Seb was saying, and this is what I heard from Seb in, in a granular sense through my own uh, mind's view. I think that Seb would agree as well, but I'm interested if, if we do agree on this. And that is, uh, though I like to be in the suck on the regular, I don't accept 100% suck on, on like a laser beam burning through my brain nonstop. I like to modulate it. I like if the moment that I'm finished a task that that had some suck in it, I'm looking for the next thing that has some suck in it. And it doesn't mean that I go from a six out of 10 suck to then seeking a seven. I might need a three. I might, I might need a nine. It depends. It depends on my mood. It depends on the circumstances. It depends on the vibe. It depends on my body of work and experience that I can then ascertain what's good for me in that moment as a noob at 20. I didn't know what suck I needed. I had no idea. I just embraced it all. Bring it. 11 out of 10, bring it. 12 out of 10, bring it. That's how I learned my edges. That's how I learned how to play with embrace the suck. If you're new to embrace the suck, one out of 10 for you will feel different than a one out of 10 for me. But that's the game of experience. It doesn't mean that I'm better or anyone's worse. It just means that we're all in the game. We've got to figure out what 1 out of 10 means, 11 out of 10 means. We've got to figure out what level we want to dive into it. We've got to figure out if it's internal or external. We've got to understand our motivations for it. I think that's not, that's my first thoughts. Mm -hmm. So have you got any uh, additions to that? Yeah, man. I, <clears throat> Sean made a, a, a fantastic point with the external and the internal. And I think what often, what often can happen is we, we know that in, doing the introspection and doing the hard work and really digging the things that the, the skeleton that you have in your own closet, so to speak, internally is one of the most difficult, difficult tasks that you can take on. But it's also one of the most meaningful and important tasks that you can take on. But often what will happen is people will, will embrace all kinds of sock as distraction to the things that they should be doing which is embracing the internal suck and addressing the issues that they have internally because no amount of you spending 19 hours a day in the gym is going to help you know you're trying you're you're, you're running away from yourself you, you you are like you know you're running away from yourself you're doing things that consistently keep you so emotionally and physically engaged that you are not doing the things that you should be doing so that you can take this to the next level and so 
before you start, you know, seeking all kinds of external suck, make sure that you're fundamentally in the right in the right frame of mind that you are fundamentally addressing life in the way you should and that's identifying your own shortcomings and and identifying the trends that you have and identifying the lens that you use and 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 finding alternative ways to do things so that you can do it better and if you don't do that and you take on absolutely every external challenge on account of well life has sent me a curveball i have a, a cousin now that has cancer and i must be by their side like 19 hours a day as saya mentioned earlier and now you've completely forgotten about this but this was your way of taking you out of the work that needed to be done and that is going to catch up to you yeah so you got any uh thoughts no for sure Uh, that's that's 100 like it's i'm uh i'm guilty of that i can definitely say that i um if i don't want to address my own skeletons you said (laughs) uh um yeah i'll definitely like take on somebody else's to to help Uh, here i'm here to help you and then completely um uh, forget and put myself on the back burner and then afterwards realizing where you're at uh, 100% and it, it takes um, good friends that no, you can't just ha- say it it takes somebody that's willing to call you out to actually be able to um, address some of those um, uh, don't want to call it demons but I guess it is in some ways it's you, you can make your own kind of demons right so um, but yeah no for sure you have to surround yourself with those people to that are willing to call you out on your um, on you to embrace the suck. So I guess that's the best way of saying it. So, um, which doesn't necessarily always feel good, but, um, you have to have, and if you don't have those people that start searching for those people. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, for sure. It's, um, I can definitely say Seb did that for me when I was, uh, uh, you know, marking time in, in my career, you, you 100% called me out on it and said, you need to, like address it. And I did. So, um, it's amazing what can be done when you actually like, Oh, I'm, I'm now I need to fix this. <laughs> this doesn't work. And you know, um, to you guys' point, we see this a lot in uniform in basically every uniform, but also in challenging things, combat sports, jujitsu, Muay Thai, like the, the suck becomes the identity. Right. And so it's, it is that uh, external proxy that you're allow- you're allowing yourself to just dive into it. And I've seen this on online quite a bit of like the gym is my therapy or the mats are my therapy or whatever. And it, so that becomes the, uh, it, it becomes who you are. It's just like this continual cycle of remaining in, in almost misery. Misery is not quite the word for it, but difficulty. You're just constantly in that difficulty. Um, there is that meme online about uh i want problems always right i don't want peace so i'm wondering you know if we actually see people or we're the person that is allowing this to happen how do we engage them how do we walk up to your friend and be like dude like enough with the geese (laughs) you got enough geese like let's (laughs) talk to you but uh like how do we how do we reach out to those people and engage them in a in a way that isn't berating or degrading or anything like that. <laughs> Sean, what do you think? 
couple of things. One, uh, as Sai uh, suggested, uh, face your demons. And uh, I know it's a common frame uh, or frame of thought out there or a phrase that is often used to categorize what someone's going through. <clears throat> Personally, I don't care for the word and here's why. And, and I'm not suggesting that Sai said anything wrong because it's a common phrase. I mean, I hear it a hundred times a day uh, on the interwebs and I don't like it. And here's why. Because when someone says, uh, I can't face my demons, I got to face my demons, the demons, the demons. Point out and point out a demon for me. Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> can anyone point a demon? Anyone? No. But you can point out an enemy. You can point towards an enemy. And now it's tangible. As a soldier, you can understand what the enemy is. And you know that if you're about to engage with the enemy, there's a certain operational tempo. But when you're engaging demons, what does, what does that operational tempo look like? Do you know what I'm saying? Power of Christ. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a thing that a lot of people are trying to face their demons. Tell me what a demon looks like. You can't. But tell me what the enemy looks like. And in your mind, you will shape an enemy, whatever that means to you. It will be something that has tangibility, not, not just a title anymore. Now it has substance because you'll be able to fill in the title called the enemy, whatever that is, your ego, your whatever. Now it becomes, uh, it has a, a, a more of a sense of something you can sink your teeth into rather than an ephemeral concept that could look like anything could smell like anything could be anything it it has no shape or form or sense of what it truly is but the moment you title it as the enemy the operational tempo dials up <laughs> just a thought yeah. uh so um we're talking about um someone who is out on social media and they are i like to think of it as flaring they're flaring up they get told to embrace the suck and then they go to the gym day one and they start pushing steel. And uh, once they're pushing steel 10 days, 20 days, 30 days into it, now they're feeling a little large and in charge. Now they're embracing the suck of, I'm doing something about this. And they'll keep pushing. And it might go on for two months, three months. But about the two or three month mark, they'll start realizing that they've embraced the suck of the physical activity. But no one has given them enough likes. And now they're bummed because they're doing physical work, they're embracing physical suck, but they're not getting applauded for it. And you can see it start to happen. They'll start to become not, not just disappointed, but they'll become a little bit snippy. They'll become a little bit irritated. They'll become a little bit annoyed, I'll call it, because they're not getting the, the love for the effort that they're putting out there. And then they'll start to become, um, they won't care for what they're doing because what they're doing isn't providing the uh, feedback that they're putting out. So they're putting out a lot of work, but they're not getting a lot of in. And that starts to chew away at a person if they haven't embraced the internal suck. If the 100% focus was on hitting the gym and facing your demons, whatever that means, uh, good luck. See in a year where you'll be angrier because you didn't face the enemy inside. If you're not sorting out the internal suck, 
all the external suck in the world is going to make things worse, not better. Because you're going to get angrier about no one seeing how much quote-unquote work you're doing, which is, by the way, just external physical work. You haven't changed inside internally, your mm -hmm. suck. And as that year goes by, your internal suck just gets worse because you're angry about no one seeing your work. Yeah. Sorry, you got any thoughts on that? No, I to totally agree. I And by the way, yeah, I can definitely see an enemy um, much better than the way a demon would be. Uh, it's, it's a, a lot more um, something that you can actually overcome, uh, mm -hmm. attack. Uh, so, and but your question chance was more towards how do you approach like a friend and tell them yeah. essentially. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, definitely can tell you, I don't qualify, um, uh, like it has to, it, I can't, it doesn't have to be a friend. Like it doesn't have to be a, like a best friend that tells you that. Um, it can be someone you look up to um, that you see it for sure. But I, um, I've had those people in my life that have called me out on it where when I was at that point where I was, obviously not taking care of either myself or I was fully putting myself into something else. Um, but it has to be, uh, it's, a, it's about the quality of the friend that you have or the quality of the person that you're asking these questions from, not about the quantity of the people that are going to do the likes for you. So, um, uh, but you get, for me with my friend, I had to rip it like a bandaid. I had to, it had to be in a, obviously a private setting because I knew she's gonna probably not be happy about me saying it but at the same time um i had to kind of explain that hey i'm doing this for her um before i actually kind of rip it like a band-aid and say everything out loud um mind you that's probably the crazy iranian in me but uh that kind of like ripped it and kind of waited for the explosion afterwards but uh um uh, yeah, it did. It did uh, affect our friendship at the beginning of it because uh, she wasn't obviously taking it the right way, um, and I meant it in the nicest way possible. But at the same time, um, uh, I'm once she actually went through the whole process and was seeing how much damage she was doing to her uh, relationship um, because of her. Um, I don't want to mention anything about it because I don't know if she's comfortable with it. Um, uh, it was affecting her family, it was affecting everything else. So once she was actually able to see it from a different perspective and see seek actually counseling, um, she did come back and talk to me about it afterwards. So um, it did take a little bit of time, but uh, if you're a quality friend, you should definitely step up and say something. Yeah, absolutely. Seb, thoughts? Man, I have so many thoughts, especially with respect to kind of what <clears throat> Sean was talking about earlier. And ties right into the demon talk and I, I was just giving him giving it some thoughts as Sean was unpacking the whole demon thing and definitely fighting a demon is a lot more daunting than what the reality is which is generally you and uh, and you're really not fighting you're getting a, you're you're learning to get along you're not fighting yourself like if you're fighting yourself you're doing it wrong like that's not what I'm doing you know I'm 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 trying to be introspective and I'm trying to look at the things that I that genuinely will try to um, 
hide in the in the landscape of my of my own life or the things that I try to hide in the landscape of my own life so that I can address some of the things that I some of the issues that I have but definitely I think we already have a propensity to make things seemingly harder than they are and if you start calling them demons and things you know <laughs> obviously now you gave it all kinds of power and I just hate to give so much power away because the reality is nobody should get your power like this isn't a video game this is life and so um you know with that i think w what's really important for me is to control the internal things the the things that i can do the things that are within my sphere of control and one of those things is how i react to feedback from the people that are closest to me and those that are going to come to me. So instead of worrying so much about how am I going to address this with a friend of mine, I fix me. How can I receive it better over and over again? And so if everybody is busy fixing themselves, we can now have conversations without having a fear of how it will be received and retaliated against if that makes any sense. It's almost like, you know, yes, it's important to understand and to communicate to somebody else in the proper way so that they don't feel invalidated, that they don't feel, you know, all of those things. And you have the ability to do that from a strategic communication standpoint. But imagine if that person had practiced and rehearsed receiving feedback in the proper way. Now, when 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 you go to, to do this, it just feels like a natural process it's like oh tell me more about this no you're absolutely right maybe i am doing this and we're not having this conversation about trying to sugarcoat it so much that somehow it's palatable and then after you sit on it for six months and the reality hits you in the face that i was right now you come back and we're friends again you know it doesn't quite work that way and so although i i don't feel i need to you know, really respond on how I would deal with this because it's individually based depending on who I'm talking to, where the relationship is. I mean, there's so many com complicating factors. But let's talk about what you can do. You can't control how somebody is going to react necessarily to the things that you tell them. But how are you reacting when things are said to you? And what have you, what mechanism have you put in place to have the ability to have the initial shock value reaction and your ego flares up and you stifle it right away and you 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 kind of let the 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 you know the work and the information come in because you now become receptive because you've worked on that yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's what i have sean got any <clears throat> additions to that i love these conversations i do i do we started off the conversation before we started before we went live I wasn't sure what we were going to be talking about. I don't think any of us did, to be honest. But uh, here we are, like, what, 26 minutes in? And and I already feel like I should be paying $1,000 to sit down and listen to this conversation. You know what I mean? <laughs> From this to that. That's fun, man. That's fun. That's That's good conversing. That's good people trying to figure things out together. How to embrace the suck. I mean... When we're in the green room, I was thinking, oh, this is going to suck because I'm not even sure how this is going to play out. Uh, but here we are. We've embraced it and we've turned it into a good thing. Would, would you not all agree? I mean, yeah. that's kind of how it unfolded. And so um, I think that this conversation through its very uh, unfolding is a great definition or a great example of how to embrace the suck. You've got to understand what the problem is right from the get-go. Then you've got to address the problem in a way that is going to create a positive outcome, which is what we're doing right now in this conversation. 
something that I'd said based on what Saye said about uh, facing the demons, which, you know, I mean, it, you can, you can throw a rock and hit 10 people who've said that today, that they need to face their demons. It's, it's so common in our vernacular, but, uh, again, I'd like to change that to, you know, uh, from demon to enemy. But then Seb came in with some more granularity appropriately, and he's describing it the way I think of it. But I just come in all broad-based and generalistic, trying to change from demon to enemy. But now it's from enemy to it's actually you that you're facing, not the enemy. And so um, facing yourself, the enemies within you, for lack of a better term, is an incorrect title if you look at it in a more granular basis, you've got to work with your enemies. And let's strike that out. Now it's, you've got to work with yourself. The things within you that you need to improve, embrace the internal suck to get better at it. I think that you can't get better at embracing the external suck until you start facing the internal suck. Now, can they work in parallel? For sure. You can work on this and you can work on that. You can go out there and get your freak on in, in the, the wildest storm on the planet, chasing lightning, filming it for your YouTube channel, embracing the suck out there in the external world, that's great. But if you haven't spent a second on your internal world, all you're doing is filming a storm. You don't understand why you're there. You don't, you don't understand what drove you to drive into a storm. You have a feeling, you have a need, you have an empty space in you, you have... Wow. Looks it like he went dot, to Matrix dot, today. Dot. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it's, it's that feeling within us that we uh, want to get away from. And so we fill it with something else. Now we're chasing a storm. And uh, now we're facing our demons. <laughs> now we're broken and cracked and we don't know what to do. <laughs> I think it's, uh, it's, it's you change your mindset on these things. Embracing the suck, healing your cracks fixing the brakes, all of those things we think in our mind as external actions. But they're not. They're all inside of us, and we don't have to title them like they are impossible to achieve or they, or you're so unique that uh, only you know how to break uh, or fix the cracks. Everyone's, everyone has got a past. Everyone has challenges. Everyone has suck within them and suck all around them. It's everyone's job to learn how to do it well. Well, how come we never talk about that as the definition of how to embrace the suck? It, it, the suck is hard, but you've got to learn how to do it well. You've got to, have to learn how to do it the best way that you can, not just wade into it and hope that you don't get cracked by lightning. You've got to go into it knowing that you're prepared for it. You've been working on it every second of your life to not just embrace the suck, but win in the suck. I, I had a thought and I want to postulate it to you guys. Um, but before I do that, are there any other thoughts on that? Seb, Saya? Guys, good? Okay. Um, I do have a couple comments I want to hit on too. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to hit these and then I'm going to go into this thought process. But uh, Winterstorm jumps in. He says, to Seb's point, if you can, if you believe you can leave the suck when you want, then most will only wait it out rather than learn and develop from the suck. And 
there's a question in that that I want to get to in a minute, but uh, we're going to come back to that in a minute. Um, Anthony jumps in here and says, I'm Saya's number one fan. Look at that, you got fans. Wow. That's awesome. I'm not sure if we've ever had someone say that before, hey? I don't think so. <laughs> that, that's a first. Awesome. Wow. Should be a t-shirt. <laughs> uh, bearded Honey Badger jumps in. He says, adversity or suck is what allows us to feel success. The true in- internal feeling of succeeding allows us to feel that sense of conquering or winning. Suck also allows us to grow in many ways, which is absolutely true. He carries on saying demons are equal the enemy, challenge, fear. Once we identify these things, we can design a plan of action to conquer it, 100%. Um, Brian Feehan jumps on here. He says, the gym is therapy and helps you clear your mind. They, they release endorphins, making you feel better, and actually has tons of positive effects. No doubt on that one, but it's not therapy. <laughs> the gym is the gym. It's not therapy. Therapy is therapy. I have to put that one out there. Um, and then Bearded Honey Badger jumps in. He says, when we make things bigger or more scary than they really are, is often gives us the excuse to surrender or give up the fight. Saying this is too much for me to handle, letting us feel okay with the failure, which I think is exactly what we're talking about here. Any thoughts on any of those before I jump into this tangent that I have? Mm, could Sean? take those comments and I could move them into a tomorrow's podcast and I could spend an hour speaking about just those three comments you know what i mean right yeah there's uh there's some depth in there for sure and Mm -hmm. we will get to it um my thought in general that i had earlier today or earlier while you guys were talking was in my mind embracing the suck almost feels like you're gritting your teeth kind of like all right here we go we're gonna like we're gonna manage through this we're gonna kind of fight our way through at least in my mind when i was originally thinking about this but as we've been talking, I'm thinking more along the terms of what embracing actually means, right? You're, you're hugging somebody, you're embracing somebody. It's more about bringing it closer and bringing it towards yourself than it is about gritting your teeth through it or fighting through it or, um, you know, fighting your demons. It's more about hugging your demons, (laughs) you know, like when it's, that's at least my thought. That was my, uh, what do you guys think on that one? Seb? Yeah. I mean, I would say that as Sean often describes it is it depends on the velocity. It depends on the, on the, you know, on the, I suppose the seriousness of what you're dealing with it depends on how, you know, if you're dealing with a stage four cancer right now and you're embracing the suck, like it'll be gritting your teeth and going, mm-hmm. going, going for a fight. If you're trying to realize why you have a feeling of abandonment, like give me a break, give me a damn break. Okay. My dad was never in the picture. My mom, like we can go on all day. Everybody has these stories, right? And we can, and, but it's, it's amazing how we turn into victims when we start looking back at these stories as if somehow those things were, you know, we have lost perspective. We live in a Western world where we're way too comfortable and we have completely lost perspective of what's difficult and what isn't embracing the fact that perhaps you have a a feeling of abandonment on account of something that happens before that is the little baby that you bring in and you you know caress gently and have the conversation about why you feel a certain way and validate your emotions don't make it sound like this sucks this is life this needs to happen it's a process it's it's not necessarily pleasant but it just needs to happen so that you can move on to better and bigger but once you start uh, you know increasing the velocity on this and you start really getting after it on some of the things, some of the most difficult, difficult challenges that you'll be facing, whether they're self-imposed or external, you may at, at times find yourself in a fight. And when you find yourself in a fight, 
you go to war. You don't just, you know, try to embrace the demons or, or the, the, you know, the circumstances and you, you, you go to war. And then this is a different mindset. But when I go to war, I'm not super emotional about this. Like, you know, I'm, I'm going to war. It, it's like, okay, X, Y, and Z, I must go to war with this, with this, this chain of event here or whatever the case may be. I'm going to war. Let's take your tools, whatever those tools are metaphorically. And, and, and let's, let's advance into battle. Let's go head on or flank if, if, if at all possible. And let's try to find a way to deal with whatever, whatever issue, whatever our perception of suck is at the time. Interesting. John, you got anything to add? Yeah. Operational tempo based on the mission profile, based on the importance of it. And we could all think it years ago or decades ago, we could all understand that simple process of facing the enemy. Uh, as, as Seb so eloquently said, take it direct or flank it, but either way, it has to get done. And by the way, you're not just facing the enemy and fighting through the objective. You're consolidating 200 meters beyond the objective. And once you consolidate, you're looking for the next thing, the next obstacle, the next problem, the next enemy, as it were. And so this is a lifelong thing. This is not a one and done, you know, minor crack it out of the park and then sit back on your uh, hands and think that you've solved the crack the code this is the only code that you're going to crack is the first time that you crack the enemy right between the eyes on your internal suck you'll realize that you get to do it again later that day and tomorrow until the day you die we are all embracing the internal and external suck at various operational tempos in order to become what we want to be based on what we've determined as our mission profile. If you think your mission is done, like you've got nothing left to give, you've got nothing left to improve, you've got nothing left to impress, you've got nothing left to influence or inspire or be better at, well, you don't have to embrace anything other than Netflix and another bowl of popcorn. But if you're in the game, in the game, which we, we've just finished talking about, get in the game. If you're in the game of life, maybe not even just for yourself, but if you're in the game of life for yourself and everyone around you, well, you'll embrace the suck and you'll embrace it at an operational tempo based on how important you've made that mission. Create a mission and get after it. Start slaying. 100%. So, any thoughts? So it's almost like uh, when you're in like the ops briefings, mission taskings kind of thing, uh, and then you go down. But um, one of the things I was going to say is um, uh, my trainer actually taught me this um, from my first ever file. Whenever I was getting nervous before a file, embracing the suck of the file, whatever it was, um, he, and Seb, correct me if I'm wrong, um, he 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 goes minimize it down and pretend that it's like a very small theft file if all the pillars of the actual offense is there then you go forward with it so whether it was a crazy um domestic with a grow and all that stuff uh break it down and like slow down stop assess what what's in front of you and just like sean how you brought it up um uh 
the end, the actual, like make it to an enemy or tasking or whatever it is. So you can actually bulldoze through that next tasking and go forward with it. So, um, I've, I've used that through most of my files. I've used it through, um, big projects that's been passed down to us and, um, you know, uh, again, minimize it, bring it down, make it into a small, like little by little achieve and then bulldoze through the whole thing. So that's how I've been doing it with current position. We'll see what I'll do with the next position. Now, <clears throat> I, I've just been informed here. This is something aside right now, but Seb, is it your birthday today? No. Yeah, it is. Wow. Are we singing? Embrace the suck. Are you ready? <laughs> Happy birthday <laughs> to Seb. Happy birthday to Seb. Happy birthday, dear Sebby. Happy birthday to Seb. You guys adore so embrace that go. suck buddy chris k says seb levon's special day born to lead now another year to celebrate rcmp tales bjj moves so sleek and neat in every challenge seb can't be beat happy birthday seb uh Hashtag thanks chris seb levon day. thanks boys uh, and, and bearded, head, bearded honey badger says i think the collective should sign happy birthday to seb perhaps sing it but yeah <laughs> Andrew, uh, happy birthday, Seb. Winterstorm. Seb just found some new enemies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's so awesome. I just wanted to throw that out there because, you know, I figured it would make you uncomfortable. Now, the... Uh, <laughs> the well, you succeed. <laughs> yes. Comment, uh, employee of the day. The, uh, the one thing I wanted to get back to was perhaps some tools for people. Now, we've been talking about, you know, what the suck is and how to, how to embrace it, what how to look at it differently like that. And I just thought of, thought of something when Sai was talking there was what about writing orders? What about, um, you know, creating an actual written profile to deal with the issue that you're dealing with? Because for a long time, I, I had the same issue. I was sitting there, sitting there going like, Oh, my demons. Oh, my demons. I have so many, like it, it was overwhelming. It was something that I wasn't able to overcome up until the point that it was hard and fast, logical, I need to work on this. Oh, okay. Well, how do I work on that? And you start laying it out. You start writing it down. You start actually checking things off the list rather than just being an ambiguous thought pattern versus actions. Hmm. So I'm wondering what you guys' thoughts are on like, what do you do? What do you got, Sean? I, I, I just got to say this because I think there's an important step here that we may or may not talk about today, but guaranteed it's a step. So um, someone someone might uh, be sitting at home as a veteran, perhaps, or whatever the case is, and now they're facing their demons. They're in their demon stew every day, every week, every month. They're facing their demons, and there it isn't a natural segue from facing your demons to oh now I'm just going to crack it out of the park. Mm -hmm. That's rarely how it works. There's a step in between those two things. And it requires someone to step up on that individual and say, wake up, get in the game, get out of your funk, stop stewing with your demons. Because someone who's stewing in their demons can then start self-congratulatory patting themselves on the back on how hard their life is based on all the demons they're facing. And I know that sounds harsh, but I've seen it too many times to not call it out. People will embrace their suck and then start enjoying embracing their internal suck, but not 
do anything about the suck. In fact, they'll build up their suck until their Olympic level suck. And now they want to be <laughs> congratulated for their Olympicness of how much suck they're facing, all of their problems. And this is particularly um, toxic when it is built on the single pillar of victim mentality. And a person can stew in those demons or whatever you want to term it for the rest of their life. Because if they're being congratulated for their Olympic level victim mentality, they've got no reason to change. So it is not a natural segue to go from all the demons to cracking it out of the park as a two-step process. It typically requires someone to step in and either poke them in the chest yeah. or slap them upside the head or grab them by the collar and shake them or whatever term you want to think, which is really, we're just talking about creating action within that individual to, to, to step from phase one of sucking to phase three of winning. That middle step typically requires someone to wake them up. What do you think? Saya, go with you first. What do you think? Well, Sean, I don't know if you remember uh, on op, uh, op uh, Pegasus, uh, I was stewing about somebody that I used to work with. Um, and uh, your question to me was pretty actually awesome. You're like, do you think that person's thinking about you? And like, there's this moment of like, even more anger. <laughs> and uh, I do make people angry. No, it's I mean, it was great. It was like, <laughs> anger from, from like the fact that that person would not even think about the fact that and um, I believe the other person that was with you is the bearded honey badger. Um, and um, uh, yeah, uh, you both called it out. You're like, do you think he's thinking about you? And I was like, no, he's not. And that actually made me more angry that I was wasting my energy over somebody else that did, could not even have thought about me. Um, so I, I, yeah, you have to have that person call you out on it and, uh, uh, and then you have to embrace it. And, uh, um, so then, uh, either move on and get over it, which I did. Um, or, uh, again, stew over it and then use, waste more time on it. So yeah, a good example would be you actually, um, during, um, or the, uh, op Pegasus for sure. That was, a so having, having people that are willing to call you out is huge. Um, uh, and I think Seb was there too during that, that, uh, event, but yeah, no, it was, uh, like the specific conversation happened where I was really stewing over this person that, uh, had poor leadership. And when you asked do you think that person is actually wasting their time thinking about you and just completely shattered me that no, this, this person is not thinking about me. So, you know, that the funny part is, uh, Seb was at the event this year, of course, and, and the previous year and, uh, maybe five minutes prior, maybe he'd called me out for some of my nonsense where I was left, you know, with a pattern interrupt of what I've got to face some more suck. Why does this guy keep handing me platters full of suck? Uh, but I think it's good, man. We need friends around us. We need acquaintances. We need peers. We need even random people in our life to challenge us in our own world definition, which is often not 
truly a, a reflection of what's going on in reality. It's we're shaping our reality. And if we're not shaping it properly, sometimes it takes friends to just a little nudge, a little recalibration. The right person at the right time with a single sentence can change the planet as far as I'm concerned. But it's all in the delivery. It's all in the timing. It's and, and of course, the person has got to be ready to hear it, which you were. And, and by the way, you know, we're talking about, you know, f facing those demons, facing those enemies, crushing this, crushing that. That little moment that we had at Operation Pegasus Jump was a, a bit of fun. I mean, how you deliver it doesn't have to be like with a Viking battle axe. I mean, the right person at the right time with the right sense can change things. 100%. So yeah, I think one of the reasons why we're having so much, so many communication problems is everybody's anticipating conflict. And when you're anticipating conflict and you're coming from a, a lens, you know, wearing a lens of somebody that's expecting the worst, you are likely to come with all guns blazing. And, and, and you know, what we do is we create conflict instead of acknowledging the fact that conflict may result as a, as a, as a result of whatever it is that we're going to say. But that if we focus on what our intent is and, and, to, and to make the message what it needs to be instead of being armed for protection on account of how they're going to react to the message, we're going to do it differently. There's a few things, there's a few things that were said that were you know, incredibly important. The poking in the chest part where people, you should have people poking you in the chest, I can, I can argue two things. There's plenty of people poking you in the chest all the time and you disregard them. Right. And so, you, again, I, I, I always love to not worry so much about somebody's ability to poke me in the chest more than my ability to recognize when I'm being metaphorically poked in the chest by somebody, because that's my responsibility. I don't get to download this to anybody else. It's not somebody else's responsibility to finally come to me to poke me in the chest so that I can do the things I'm supposed to do. It's my responsibility to build myself into the person that's receptive enough to get the poking in the chest and understand it and want to go deeper into it and question it. Now with that, what happens is taking difficult actions is always difficult. There is never a good time to do that. And you are never going to want to. So you can't be you, you can't be like, oh, yeah, you know, I know I have this issue and, uh, you know, I'm dealing with this. Oh, really? What are you physically and actually doing to deal with this? Because I, I feel like you're not like, you know what you need to be dealing with, but you've been shying away from it on account of it is difficult and you're procrastinating and whatever the case is. And so when the person approaches you and you're getting this critical feedback that helps you to make. Uh, you know, a determination of perhaps somewhere a blind spot you might have or something you might want to address, do it while the iron is hot. Get beating this thing immediately instead of, okay, because as, with each day that passes, you are less likely to address the whatever issue was discussed and you are less likely to talk yourself into, well, maybe this person was, you know, intending to do X, Y, and Z and maybe, and maybe, and maybe. And you know what? Maybe they were, but if that's the case and you're doing the internal work, you're going to come to a conclusion that perhaps this, this advice was misguided or, 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 or that, you know, the person wasn't qualified to give it to you or whatever the case may be, but at least you'll, you'll have looked internally and made that determination instead of shutting it down. I'm not listening to any of you guys, you know, kind of deal. And so as far as, um, as far as what to start with when it comes to addressing the internal, the internal issues that we have as human beings is what, what it, I try to identify what it is that's causing me the most issues. And this is, this is prioritizing and executing. 
prioritize and execute. What is causing you the most egregious or what, what is creating issues in your life the most? Address that one first because everybody wants to get the little things off the table but this is exactly like having a giant file or an academic paper that you have to write and all you're doing is reorganizing your desk around the paper and forever your desk is clean around the paper you're ready to write but you have not written absolutely a single thing because you are finding alternative ways to distract yourself so that you don't deal with the paper get on the paper start writing i don't care if it's dirty in your in your in your workplace you know but that's exactly the same with this. You have to be careful that you don't take meaningless peripheral actions and you start addressing what causes you the most harm. 100%. That's the excuse of external proxy. We're circling yeah. right back to it, right? Is that you're, <laughs> you find somebody else to help, find something else to do, do something other than that. Well, uh, it, Sean, it is. Yeah, it's an, it's an important point that Seb just made. Uh, and, and I don't want to overlook it without making a, a little add-on. And that is, uh, Seb has just described life on a desk. That's your life. Mm. That important piece of work that you want to write, that is your entire life. That page is you writing your story. But here's what a lot of people do. They'll surround that piece of paper with all of the accoutrements to write their story. Now I'm going to focus on it's a, it's a case or a package of really nice pencils. And that's what you're going to write your story with. But because you don't want to get to work, you want to get to distraction, you'll pull out one of those pencils and you'll sharpen it. And you put it down next to the piece of paper and you'll think about getting to work, but you, you're not ready to write. So you'll sharpen that pencil again. And if you're not paying attention, you'll be one pencil down before you know it. It'll be a nub. There'll be nothing written. There'll be no pencil left. And now you've got four pencils left in the box. That's a decade of your life. You sharpen a pencil, you sharpen a pencil, you'd write nothing. Now you're down to three pencils. That's life, man. If you ain't paying attention, you're running out of pencils before you get anything written. It's just a thought. Yeah. Saya, you got any thoughts on that? No, hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Wasting time is for sure. One of the biggest ones. Um, uh, the, 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 I like the pencil uh, concept. That's my next tattoo. Uh, it's, uh, right yeah sure sharpen pencils uh no it's uh i agree like if um definitely just like what seven sean said it's um uh, what the moment you know what your task is you, you got to start strategizing how to um actually attack the enemy uh attack the get to the goal and i definitely uh, like the way uh, sean was talking about the follow-through is huge afterwards because then um, you want to see where you ended up so your next task is in front of you and uh, the follow-through is a big bang on for this portion of it it's not just the you know get to the enemy it's what's afterwards as well mm -hmm. absolutely the uh <clears throat> excuse me this is reminding me there's a, a kids movie i watched many years ago and it was kind of humorous yeah. but I know we're getting into it. The uh, <laughs> oh, the whole boy. point the whole point was that uh, this kid goes under his bed and he finds the gnomes that are taking all of his socks, and he's starting to talk to the gnomes. He's like, "Why are you taking all the socks?" And they show him this board, and it says, "Steal socks, big question marks, get treasure." And I I was likening it to this is the the issue that a lot, of, especially veterans, have. I know I was struggling with it too. Was that 
I know what I should be doing and I know where I'm at, but I don't know how to do the, those, <laughs> that, that middle spot where it's just question marks. Right. And so I was, I was picturing that image while you guys were talking about the same thing. And a lot of it is just taking action on it right now. Just, Oh, okay. Well, I need to get there. Okay. We'll start. What does that mean? Go to the library. Does it mean talk to a friend? Does it mean, does it, mean it means could mean anything, but it just actually gets started on it rather than sitting there postulating and hmm, 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 thinking about it forever. Well, there's two uh, pieces to it. There is start, but then there is to what Seb said, or at least this is what I heard or formed up in my mind when he was talking about to get to the internal work, strike when the, the poker is hot or the iron is hot, as the old saying goes. And uh, it's that's a really critical point. It's not just get to work, it's get to work ASAP on every single one of those, every single day. And here's why, in my mind anyway, I've replaced demons with enemies. What, what, what does the enemy do when you take a day off? It just freaking builds another trench system, man. It reinforces an enfilade defilade. It sets up minefields. It sets interlocking arcs of fire. That's what happens inside of you. You either get to work and face just one trench system, or you take a little bit of time off and you face a massive battle space that you are going to grind through for months. Strike while the poker is hot. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, now we are just about at time here. I'm going to hit a couple of these, unless there's any other thoughts on that before we okay so i'm gonna pound out these ones um where we are so beard honey badger said he was singing along with us so that's good to know <laughs> he was singing there for you zeb he says op order break it down assign task to achieve the goal 100 percent. and uh, he says i remember this conversation well i'm glad it helped move you forward and to the point um to your point sean to, to seb's point to size point there's an old line that i've heard many times which is when is the best time to plant a tree Yesterday. 25 years ago, right? <laughs> when's, the, when's the second best time to plant a tree? Right now. Yeah. So that's the uh, the beginning of it. Now let's get some final thoughts on embracing the suck. Anything we've gone over today? What do you guys think, Saya? How about you? Um, one, one big thing I definitely learned out of this one for sure, and um, don't let it sit and dwindle too long. Um, and... Uh, Definitely let go of some of those things. I definitely got that from Sean. Um, and um, yeah, I, uh, get cracking like right, right as, as soon as you can. Like if the hotter the, um, you can get it in, like as soon as fast you can get it, get it done. Yeah, absolutely. Seb, final thoughts? Yeah. So when you when you design a piece of art, like a tattoo or a painting, or when you when you write an academic paper, when you write a post, when you when you do absolutely anything, when when songwriters are writing songs, or engaging in the process of of exteriorizing what it is that they are about, they don't know where to go with that. They don't. They start putting things on paper and this is called a first draft and then there's a second draft and then a third person looks at it gives them an, a, a, a you know a tertiary mm -hmm. look and they say perhaps you can look at it from this angle and then they have their fourth draft and fifth and sixth and seventh draft until they release a song that goes out and kills it mm 
This is the work that we don't see. But in order for you to do the same with the things that you need to do, you need to take the sheet of paper and sit down. It doesn't matter if you don't exactly know what you need to do or if you don't know past the first or second step because you know the first step, sit down and, and, and do it with yourself. Don't, don't try to distract yourself. Once you have that first portion down, now start putting things on that paper and watch how things are going to start making sense. But if you don't start on account of you don't know how or where to go, well, then you are guaranteed not going anywhere. And in 10 years, you're going to be exactly in the same spot, but 10 years older. Yeah. Sean, final thoughts? I can't get away from this idea of a desk with lots of clutter on it and a single sheet in the middle. <clears throat> and so the uh, closing part I would like to add to what Seb just said is I think it's great that we all action. I, I think it's great that we all get to work on facing whatever we need to face, writing the story that we need to write, becoming what we need to become, becoming what we should become. That's, that's good stuff. But as a writer, when you sharpen that pencil and decide to get to work, there is another critical piece to this. You can write with ease or you can write with anger. And if you're writing angrily on that sheet of paper, which you know what happens, you freaking break the lead. Then you're angry about breaking the pencil lead and now you're sharpening and you're breaking and you're sharpening and you're breaking. Then you're down one pencil. You've only got four more pencils left. So when you're getting involved in embracing your own suck, have a little bit of sensitivity to yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. Don't embrace it with such vigor that you're breaking your pencil lead, as it were. That you've got to find the right rhythm. You've got to find the right velocity. You've got to find the right tone for the moment. Synchronize up with what you think you need, and then maybe just dial it back one or 2% so that you're not breaking your pencil lead. It's a long freaking writing game in front of you. If you write well and you write with care, if you write with enough sensitivity, that pencil will be able to fill pages. If you're writing angrily, you might only get a sentence written until you're all out of pencils. Just a thought. You might also rip your pages and then get angry and flip your desk and do all kinds of things that <laughs> that would negatively impact the whole process. So that is something to be aware of. Uh, I do really appreciate the conversation. Saya, Seb, Sean, fantastic. Thank you guys so much for the convo. I really do appreciate it. I mean, this is a daily, even moment by moment kind of struggle when you're not even struggle process. When you're dealing with your own personal suck, it is a moment to moment. What am I doing right now? How is this helping me? And it is a, there is a way forward. There always is a way forward. You just have to learn what that process is. Once you learn the process, you can build upon it. Once you build upon it, you can grow out of it. And once you grow out of it, you can help us every day here on The Collective. We'll see you all tomorrow. Chimo. Chimo.